When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Heyo, welcome into the CHGO White Sox podcast. Coming to you live from our homes. I am your host, Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Alongside me is, uh, ooh, we go. I was going to go below and it's Vinny Guster. Vinny Duber. You can follow him on Twitter at Vinny Duber. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer and Herb Lawrence. Hello. You can follow him on Twitter at Eckenroll23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. We are being produced today by the very brave Greg Braggs Jr. He is trying to fly the, the, the plane solo for the first time today, and we're very proud of him. So uh, everyone be nice to Greg in the in the comments. Uh, we didn't give him too many graphics because, you know, it, it was a tough day. He's got three shows, and we're very proud of Greg, uh, you know, being a brave boy on his own. Uh, but today we're going to be talking about the White Sox heading into July 4th. We have been kind of circling this for a while on what the White Sox will do and what it will mean for their future on if they will buy or sell at the deadline and seeing what they did in Oakland the past three games uh, kind of made it a little bit more clear for me uh, and we'll go in a little bit into discussion with that then we'll open up the mailbag we have Michael Kopech hitting the IL we'll talk about that injury and then uh, the final segment will be about Oscar Colas because he is lighting it up in AAA so uh, we'll talk if there are reinforcements on the way uh, from the minor leagues but let's jump into uh, Herb I loved your tweet uh, should they stay or should they go uh, and I was gonna. I thought I was. I thought we'd get in trouble if I like downloaded it and then clipped that and then played it. And then, of course, Greg was. You know, it's his first show, so I don't want to get us sued on Greg's first show. So I don't think we're the gonna have are to, listening. We're gonna have to mouth sing. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't think Joe Strummer's listening. Herb, I think that's a good point. Um, I, I don't think he's paying attention to this White Sox podcast, mainly because Sky Point. Uh, anyways, uh, let's jump in. And how I want to kind of focus this, and Greg, you could flash the one graphic I, I, I gave to you. Um, we're going to look into the core. Oh, Greg, you look like – did your daughter paint your nails? What's going on? You didn't give me no graphic. You said no I graphics. I did. I, oh, okay. So now Lauren said – literally putting in Slack, no graphics. Oh, I <laughs> – You did do that, okay. Sean. I did, did, I did. Uh... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> This is my fault because I, I didn't I didn't want to I didn't want to overload them. I, I made the graphic oh, myself and then I told I totally forgot about it. My bad, Greg. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Wait, you can do this too? Yeah. Sean's multifaceted. <laughs> Greg, we don't we I, I'm Greg. I mean this in the nicest way possible. We don't actually need you. We just like to have you here. Um, <laughs> anyways, all right. Uh, I need so you, here's. Greg. Here's we, we need Craig in our life. All right. So here's the White Sox core. Uh, and this is from uh, Beef Loaf on Twitter. Uh, you can follow him at Mr. Delicious 13 if you want to. Uh, but I just I like this graphic kind of putting this into perspective. The White Sox pieces. So if we're playing, should they stay or should they go? It's basically going up and down the lineup because we talked about it yesterday. It could be a half sell off. It could be a half buy. But if we look position by position, who will actually be on this team? after the trade deadline, no matter what. And I think the people that we can circle and feel free to disagree if you want, Andrew Vaughn, Juan Moncada, Aloy Jimenez, Luis Robert, Andrew Benatendi, and Dylan Cease. Those are the ones that I would say are for sure going to be on the team. And I would include Liam Hendricks because we really don't have an update on his health. And I don't think they could trade a, a, an injured player uh, like that where, you know, it's possible that he has, you know, the, the threat of Tommy John. So uh, I would circle first base, third base, right field, center field, DH, uh, and then 
starting pitcher, what, four, three, and uh, the relief pitcher. Where, where would you guys jump in uh, and disagree or agree here? I think what you said is pretty much correct, but I would add a couple to that list. I don't think Yasmani Grandal is going anywhere, nor do I think that Michael Kopech right. is going anywhere. So um, really there's – and I mean, personally – I don't see Tim Anderson getting traded unless he really heats up, like, you know, like raises that batting average 50 points over the next 20 days, kind of heat up. Um, because I think the, the, the trade value right now is so low. Um, I don't think um, from an, non-production standpoint from an off the field standpoint. I don't think the white Sox want to get rid of him in any way. And I also don't think that um, he, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to be selling low on these guys. Right. I mean, like this is a guy who at the, even as recently as the beginning of this season, even after the, the injury riddled year last year was the face of the franchise, the leadoff hitter, the most important hitter on the team. Um, and he has a th three bad months and all of was like, it's like, all right, let's see if we can get a, a bucket of balls for him. Like that's, that's not really doing a very good job in my opinion. So um, I understand that the past success might make him, in some people's minds, attractive to contenders, but I don't think right now is, 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 is helpful to the getting rid of him is helpful to the white Sox in terms of bolstering themselves for future seasons. If that is the way they decide to go. Couldn't agree more Vinny with Yasmani Grandal, same kind of thing. He's just broken and barely playing catcher anymore. So, you know, you're getting a lot of Sebi Zavala. The draw to Yasmani Grandal is both him as a hitter and him as a framer behind the plate. If he's not doing either of those two things and he's hitting a little bit right now, but some, no one's going to be coming checking for him. And like you said with Tim, there's no real value in trading Tim Anderson right now a team that will be getting Tim Anderson would be getting all the goodness from Tim Anderson. And the White Sox will be getting probably a lesser value coming back for them if they do trade them. So you know, what the White Sox should do and what they I believe they'll do is just hold on to Tim and allow him to become the player that they think he should be. And then maybe in the offseason, if you pick up the option, you can entertain trading Tim if he becomes back to the guy that everybody remembers him to be. But right now, yeah, his uh, value is at the bottom of the floor. He cannot I, I, be traded. My bad. I didn't mean to step on your toes there. Um, yeah, I, I don't disagree with you guys on Yasmani. I honestly just kind of forgot about him. Um, just because it's just he's kind of inconsistently there and, and, and not there on the team. Uh, I, I don't see anyone taking on him or Moncada's contract. So I just kind of uh, did not include him for that reason. Uh, but Tim, I think, is the first one we can go. Bah, nah, 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 nah. I mean, what do you expect? Tomorrow, if Rickon does speak tomorrow, maybe he speaks on Wednesday or whenever. Um, but when he next speaks, I assume Tim Anderson will be brought up. What do you think he will be saying? I mean, because we don't really think that this team is going to be buying. It seems like if they have any pieces to sell off, Tim Anderson would have some value. I understand that, you know, you're saying a bucket of balls. I would, I would push back on that. Um, I know he's struggled, but like you said, it's been three bad months. Does everyone in baseball think Tim Anderson's this bad? No. So I, I think that you can get something again, you know, no one thought Fernando Tatis would be anything, right? I mean, you can get a cast off of some organization and maybe it turns into something. I, I might, I might want to trade your, you want to trade no, a two-time all-star for a 16 year old. I mean, come on, man. I know, but I'm, 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 relax. <laughs> what I'm saying, though, is like, like you never know what a trade piece could turn into. Um, but what do you think Rick Hahn will say about TA? Because, again, it doesn't seem like, hey, we got to bolster this roster right now. It seems like, I, I think, as Kirk uh, or, or as uh, other Sean mentions uh, in the Discord, and it was his uh, mailback question, as we get closer to the deadline, do you think Rick Hahn will stick with the my team is on the floor? Um, I, I mean, I, I feel like that is the possibility that you guys are saying with, you know, not selling Tim Anderson. Well, the first thing you got to understand is that it would be – it's not going to happen that he is going to go through and mention individual players as, as being trade candidates. That's never going to happen. So the, if you're talking about 
if he gets a question about Tim Anderson and his future, he will probably say something along the lines of, hey, it, it's been a bad year. It's been a rough year for Tim. But, hey, we're seeing some glimpses, some positive signs over the last road trip, like Herb was talking about on the on yesterday's show. Uh, and that, you know, he's a guy that's done so much. He's a guy that's accomplished so much from a production standpoint. Of course, we believe that he can become that again. He's under contract in the future. I, I don't see any change in the status quo in terms of him talking about individual players with the exception of maybe someone who might be joining the team tomorrow in a, in, from the minor leagues or something like that. But um, it, it doesn't seem to me that a Tim Anderson question would end in, Oh yeah, we're exploring deals for him because we're, you know, we feel that uh, he's not living up to the hype. So we want to get rid of him. Like that's, that's not happening. And, and uh, I don't believe that to be the opinion of the front office either. So um, they've made an investment in this guy and he's really paid off for them in, in, in mo over the course of that investment, the last two years have not, seen that uh, similar level of success, but it doesn't mean that he can't get back to it. And if you're talking about a situation in which they would maybe be going in between buying and selling, Tim Anderson, as Herb was just talking about, becoming, you know, over the remainder of the course of this season, the player that he's been in the past, sets them up nice going into 2024 to be to have a shortstop and a leadoff hitter and that, and that, uh, you know, face of the franchise type guy um, going into next year. If, if that's what happens over the rest of the season, if he stays on this slump for the next three months, um, it's going to be a different conversation come October. I just thinking like when these other 29 teams are thinking about Tim Anderson, say they all are, are they operating in the faith that Tim Anderson is the two-time all-star the last year's starting all-star shortstop, or the operating in the Tim Anderson has sucked this year and we should give away people of that value to acquire him because maybe he can get back to the shortstop thing. That's what they're going at. They're going at that direction. And if that's the phone call you get as Rick Hahn, you hang up immediately. You say you either, if you want Tim, you come to me as all-star Tim Anderson. Don't come at to me as under 600 OPS Tim Anderson and that you're acquiring because you know he's still young enough to get the job done. And also you're disrespecting me by taking these three months and extrapolating and trying to rob from me. That's what I would feel if I was Rick Hahn. Rick Hahn should be disrespected as a GM. Okay. I mean, people should be trying to rob him blind. Okay. So, I mean, I understand. That, I, but, I'm but, saying, but, like, but Sean, you're not dealing with, you're, he's not dealing with fans. Fans no, aren't calling him up not. trying no, to I, trade for him. I, he's I doing know, his job, and so are the other 29. I, I know, but the, the, the talk <laughs> about like re, the respect of Tim Anderson, like the White Sox should trade Tim Anderson. I, obviously, I've been kind of mulling around that, that, that point, but the White Sox should, if I'm playing this game, should sell Tim Anderson. And it doesn't matter how he's perceived by any team outside uh, of the White Sox, whether they think he's going to be an all-star or not. You just need a team that's desperate enough. And I think there are enough teams that are desperate enough in Major League Baseball right now that would kill for a Major League shortstop. Doesn't have to be a good one. There are 12 teams right now with that position that are above 100 uh, for way to runs created plus Tim Anderson. As we know, if it's only three bad months, he can easily be over a uh, hundred way to runs created plus a team that was just desperately trying to sign Carlos Correa to a 300 million dollar contract in the San Francisco giants currently has a way to runs created plus of 77 at, at shortstop. They're going to get Tim Anderson possibly for two more years of control. Yeah, yeah but maybe I'm... it's not a, a top five prospect from the giants uh, organization, but what the white Sox could get is depth hey, we get four guys that could possibly be something. They could all be, you know, turds, true, but maybe two of them are above a replacement level, and that's what the White Sox need. The team that, since trading, has become a true important part of baseball since 1975 when free agency started, um, when you didn't really have control over players anymore, the one team that has dominated trading is the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, and this is from Baseball's Not Dead. Since 1975, net war acquired in trades, 316.9 for the Guardians. Uh, second on that list, the White Sox at 172.4. So the Guardians have just dominated trading because they have sold at the right time of these players. The White Sox are going to have Tim Anderson for two more years. I would be surprised if in 2025, they signed Tim Anderson to another contract. We were surprised with Jose Abreu, and he kind of put them in that position. The White Sox should not have Tim Anderson put them in that position. Colson Montgomery seems to be the future of, of shortstop for the White Sox. They need to trade Tim Anderson. They're 37 and 49. 
they're not going to get any better. They that's might not the, they might win the AL question, Central though. in 2023. Understood. That wasn't the question. The question is, what are they getting back? You don't trade Tim Anderson just to trade him. That's what yes, you do. You're you're uh, you, you try to get you no. try to get as many pieces to Absolutely rebuild not. as possible. That Absolutely that's my not. opinion. That's no, my opinion. You, your opinion should be you then you should go to the top of the roster then. If you're just if you're not going to be good anyways, if you're going to be trying to retool, you can get the but most for the the top guy. You, you have four more years of control of Luis Robert Jr. So no, I'm not going to trade him. If the AL Central is this open in 2023, why is it going to be more open in 20 or less open in 2026? You have the best player in the division, and that is known. Maybe Jose Ramirez, but in three more years, Luis Robert Jr. is going to be the best player in the AL Central, and we all know this. But I mean, Sean, unless but Sean, injuries happy happen. But Sean. You you just said right there you're playing for 2026. This front office, even if they agree with you that nothing's happening this year, they're playing for 2024. And so if you are just if you are just trading guys to trade guys to get anything, that how does that help you in 2024? I think the White Sox front office probably see that a healthy and productive all-star level Tim Anderson is what helps them the most in 2024 versus trading for whatever that might become whatever three years down the line. I mean, I'm not and, saying and that's it's just, a- and that's just a different of a, a difference of opinion than maybe between you and them. But I want to make that, you know, known to people who are watching and listening that I don't think that, trading a guy or two guys means they're launching in back into full-scale rebuild mode. I think they're going for, I think the idea is how can they best make themselves competitive for 2024? If they have already given up on the idea of making a playoff run in 2023. And look, I'm not, I'm not trying to say like Rick Hunt should pick up the phone and be like, hi, yeah. Oh, you're offering, you want to trade for Tim Anderson deal accepted. I'm not saying that, but like when it comes to the trade deadline, hopefully you have been able to, leverage yourself enough where Tim Anderson, I mean, this trade deadline, I don't know if there's going to be a ton of pieces like Tim Anderson available. So they might be, even though he's had a down year might still be in a position where they have a piece that is at least biddable against. Like, I I think I threw the giants out there as one team, but again, only 12 of the 30 teams have a a above 100 weighted runs created plus at the position. Um, We know that he's a former uh, all-star. We know that he's extremely athletic. Like I would hope the white Sox would try to leverage themselves into a position where they are looking for three pieces that are going to have six more years of control, just like Jake Berger and Andrew Vaughn, et cetera, currently do on their rookie deals. Um, And, of positions of you know importance like go get a a, a a center fielder that just has all these traits he doesn't have to be proven like i don't know i mean i understand that i'm not i'm, I'm i don't have any actual trade packages here but my thoughts Think are about just this. So if you're the again giant, like are you trading even a top 10 prospect in your system for tim anderson no why why, why wouldn't you why would you look at him look what he's doing this year three months of proof is pretty it's pretty damning so you wait until the end of the year and like Eloy last year where he was at his highest value last year after the season, they should have traded him then if they were thinking about trading. Tim can rebuild his uh, his value to this team and to the rest of the league with a good second half and then trade him in the offseason if you're entertaining that rebuild slash retool on the fly. I think right now you're not going to get a lot for Tim Anderson. And at the end of the day, two, three years from now when Tim Anderson is back to being Tim Anderson – and you got lottery tickets, you'd be like, what the hell is going on? That's what well, yeah, that's, comes with, with, with I mean, you Darvish, and it's just trash. Like, Sean, if you're, if you're saying like, oh, yeah, of course another team would give a top 10 prospect away for Tim Anderson, that means that you believe that Tim Anderson is capable of doing, of doing what he's done in the past. And why wouldn't you want that guy on the White Sox? I, again, I'm, I'm not saying – because they're not going to control him for two more years. Luis Robert is here until 2027. This team. So you think 2024 is out the door? I know I don't because I think again the AL Central is so bad. Who's going to win the AL Central in 2024? The White Sox with Luis Robert Jr. Then why don't you want Tim Anderson? (laughs) Because why? Why is he being so short-sighted? 2023 and 2024 are the only years that Tim Anderson will be on this team. If Colson Montgomery is the first-round blue-chip prospect. He will be the the shortstop from 2024 until the end of Luis Roberts' contract. He so will what be you the shortstop mean, in 2024 because he has because he. I said been no. I, I, I said <laughs> well after like Tim Anderson's control. 
So 20, yeah, sure. like after Tim is off the team, he would be the shortstop. I understand that he's been hurt, but he's still playing right now. I think he's producing and I think he, now he's up to uh, what, Kannapolis um, or Winston-Salem. I, I mean, he's, he's moved up already. So um, I, I think that, again, like no team in the AL Central has put themselves ahead of either one of them. If you take Tim Anderson off this team, are they that much worse in the power rankings of the AL Central? They're not. No, no. But you're, I mean, but Tim, I'm I, saying I, like you're not. I would love to trade Tim Anderson if you're getting dollar for dollar. Yes, they'll be but great. Like uh, here, but Steven's you're saying you don't lose TA for nothing in free agency, but you also don't sell low when his value is at the floor. Why not? Because again, his value when he has one more year is going to be less. I understand that the production isn't there, but also the control is there right now. You get a year and a half of Tim Anderson. If you wait until the offseason, you only have a year. And yes, it's only 12.5. So even the, the Giants were paying 16 million right now for Brandon Crawford um, would be paying less for Tim Anderson um, and somebody who's six years younger. Um, but I, again, I, I just think that right now is the time to trade him because again, you, you might hope that it's just the bad three months, but what if Tim Anderson is still a 48 weighted runs creative plus player? And then you're just with Tim Anderson for 2024 and then you don't have any value. And then there's no pieces to be gained at all. You're, it's, you're selling the mystery box right now. Understood. I don't, I don't want Does the mystery box. I don't care. If it's a boat, believe... I don't care if it's a bag of a million dollars. Get, okay. you can so then what do, but then here's the thing but then here's the thing then what do you have for a year for a 2024 in which the white Sox are going to be trying to be competitive you might not Luis Robert Jr. you might you might not if you're wearing the uh, you know gm for a day hat you might not be planning for a, for a 2024 competitive season but they are right now they are going to plan to be competitive in 2024 are they going to start a middle infield of lenin sosa and zach remillard next yeah. year in a season when they're trying to be competitive yeah. and is that and that to you is preferable to having tim anderson absolutely not why, why not and because this, again if because, you're getting four more players from a different organization you're getting three more prospects from a different organization just sure. that, that will be good in, great. that might be uh, that might great. be good in 2028 then and Tim Anderson might be good in 2024. I, I don't right. care about this thing anymore. <laughs> right. I think that Tim Anderson has Tim. major league value, even though it might not be all-star value anymore. He has major league shortstop value with a year and a half of control. That has some this, value Sean. no matter what. And I think they can get at least two to three prospects. For let, me, let me ask you this. You brought up that he's a 48 uh, weighted runs created plus. Do you think he is that player? I think it's po I think I think there is a possibility. Where's, I, where's I, I don't. The, where's the well, you scale said, there? I know some people were saying, you know, he he looked like he was getting hot uh, in Oakland this this weekend. Um, again, he was playing Oakland pitching, but I, I'm not really seeing it. He almost hit that homer uh, in, in a grand slam, and then uh, I think he got out in that that next at bat. Um, so it's just like I, I, I'm not I'm not really seeing it with Tim Anderson. Again, I don't really want to be on this ride anymore. I, I think it's best for the White Sox to get off this ride now. Before I do not believe that. I think that Tim Anderson is playing the worst baseball he's ever played in his career. I agree. Partially due to injuries, partially due to other stuff. But I don't think Tim Anderson is this player. I think the Tim Anderson that we have seen that's still, what, 29 years old, is the player that we're – that the White Sox and if whatever team you're trading them to is going to get in 2023 and 2024, and the White Sox are going to be looking back and, like, we got – garbage players just so we can have warm bodies in here instead of all but you're, you're being a pessimist again. we don't we don't know what it could be we don't know what tim anderson could be we don't know what those prospects I, could be I, i'm doing the math that those are three players to one player i'd that, rather roll the, the dice that i like on better ta than lottery ticket from other team that got sold to us in low tim anderson value so all that is trash to me Tim Anderson becoming the guy that he used to be is much more likely, like likely to happen than the scenario you're putting out there. I would love to see it. I'm not, I'm not saying I would not like to see it. I would love to see Tim bounce back. I would love to see the White Sox be the AL Central champions in 2023 with Luis Robert, Aloy Jimenez, Andrew Vaughn, Yasmani Grandal, Yohan Makata, Tim Anderson, all healthy. It'd be great. It's just not happening. I, I don't see it. This team has not proven anything. They just lost two or three to Oakland. So would you trade Aloy too? We're going to take a break and then talk about it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, let's take a break. Uh, if you are looking to go to the White Sox game uh, before the All-Star break, make sure you head over to Game Time. 
Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you'll have. They have the Blue Jays and Cardinals coming to guaranteed rate field, so don't stress and forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event, so you can get exclusive flash deals on tickets for baseball, um, basketball concerts comedies and theater near you and the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less game time will credit you 110 percent of the difference so you can snag the tickets without the stress download the game time app create an account and use code chgo for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem code chgo for 20 dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guarantee it is the best online ticket uh, marketplace so go help yourself out and Head over to Game Time today. Use code CHGO for $20 off. There's three. Uh, hey, if you are looking to gamble, uh, Herb is a, a big fan of Joey Otani because uh, he hit up DraftKings Sportsbook and said, this guy's going to homer. And then in the ninth inning, Shohei Otani bailed him out. Uh, and, and Herb Lawrence uh, had a nice uh, 4th of July coming his way. So check out Dr DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code CHGO. You can bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code CHGO at DraftKings Sportsbook, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-505 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. In West Virginia, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.org net all games regulated by west virginia lottery please play responsibly in partnership with hollywood casino at charlestown races in connecticut help is available for a problem gambling call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org 21 plus in most eligible states but age varies by jurisdiction see draftkings.com sportsbook for details and state specific responsible gambling resources bonus bets expire seven days after issuance one boost per eligible game opt-in required max bet of 50 dollars 10 plus leg required for 100% boost eligibility wagering and deposit restrictions apply terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms that just kept Sean. going what oh the yeah hell? they just kept adding states uh the DraftKings pick of the week garbage What's come on Samuel Sean didn't win that first round it was us it was us all the way Oh, relax. Uh, so let's go to uh, the uh, DraftKings pick of the week. No one's winning. We're just chatting. We're having a little discussion here, folks. Um, the DraftKings pick of the week, uh, everybody loves to bet against the Cubs. And uh, we're going to bet on uh, Wilson Contreras' brother, William Contreras, to hit a home run. Uh, he's leading off uh, and at plus 400. I think it's the best bet of the day. And you get a 50% uh, baseball boost over at DraftKings today. So you can uh, boost that. Uh, line as well so i like william Contreras in the leadoff spot to homer today uh against the cubs and drew smiley so there you go um let's get in to the question you just asked -na 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 -na. so if i'm an advocate of ta selling again i i the places i circled and you guys added on grand also uh, catcher first base third base right field center field left field um and i i, I think that Berger doesn't have a ton of value. Um, so I just don't think he will be traded. Um, and I don't think they would, they should trade cease because I think a team with a rotation led by cease and a lineup that now you've pointed out how good Benny's been in the, the leadoff spot. That is Benny leading off Robert to Aloy three Vaughn four in 2024. I think just those five players alone could give them the best shot to win the AL Central. And then what the White Sox need to do is trade pieces like Tim Anderson and whatever else, Lucas Giolito. Uh, I think Lance Lynn, uh, if Liam Hendricks was healthy, I would trade him. Uh, but that one seems like it's it's not a possibility. But I would try to trade Giolito, Lynn, and TA to try to get as many possible lottery tickets as possible. Hey, I understand that only one of them might hit. I understand that none of them might hit. But... I know that Luis Robert Jr. is the best player in the AL Central. That is what we're building around, and we need to give him the most opportunities to be successful. And we already know that the White Sox are willing to spend. They just spent $200 million and $185 million. I think the payroll will likely go down in 2024, but I still think they will put out a competitive team and probably have a payroll above $150 million. So I think with that and the prospects you'd gain from trading off even Kendall Graveman and Joe Kelly, some of the bullpen pieces – 
I think that you could get a lot of possible depth and interesting looks because as Vinny always points out, these guys' stamina bars aren't always at 100%. We know that these guys could go down. So, hey, maybe you don't get a guy that's the 26th man on the roster for the 2024 White Sox, but we know that Jake Berger, who was the 27th man, came up and made a ton of key contributions to this team. That's 13 games of 500. So I, I, I just think that getting guys that are trying to prove themselves on this team in the AL Central is what you need. We see it in Zach Remeler. I mean, you don't have to be good. You just have to try. Yeah, I mean, but here's I, – I think when you lay it all out big picture like that, it doesn't sound crazy at all to me. I mean, that that sounds very reasonable and something that could keep them uh, competitive for the next year or two. I think the main thing you got to look at, though, is – how is a t- team that is going to lose those caliber of players? And considering that Lucas is going to, you know, heading toward free agency, they could decline the option on Lynn. Maybe they lose those players anyway, even if they don't trade them. Right. But how are you going to replace those players? If what you just said, the payroll is going to go down. How are, how are the White Sox going to replace those players? Because having, uh, you know, if, if you stack up the lineup, the way you stacked it up, but it's two Zach Remillards, you know, in the place of the guys you lost. And uh, it's two Zach Remillard pit style pitchers uh, in there, not two, three in the rotation. How are you getting better? How are you better positioning yourself for 2024? And now maybe there is a chance that, you know, if you're making that many deals, you do, uh, you know, get a, a, a starting pitcher who is uh, about to be major league ready. And he's a part of your plan moving forward. You do get a, uh, an infielder who can come up and, and may win a second base job kind of thing like that. But um, the, the idea of any trades that the White Sox make at this trade deadline, I believe is going to be to improve this team's chances for 2024 and, it, and having more depth in the minor leagues is a way to do that but it is far from the only way to do that. And so I think that any plan that would involve trading that many guys and a, especially a guy that you do have control on past the end of the season is going to have to come with a pretty significant to-do list in replacing those guys and bettering yourself. Cause you know, TA is the, is the prime example. The white Sox have him under control for next year. Are you going to be able to go out and find, a shortstop or a second baseman or a shortstop and second baseman combination that replaces what, what you lose in TA, which is potentially an all-star caliber player. And, you know, this, and this, we've talked about the work that is ahead of them, regardless of what happens in adding to the starting rotation. So um, there's a lot that goes with that. And I think what you said, if they make that many moves, it's a very good chance that they could put themselves in a better position for the next one year, two year, three years. But they have to do that. They have to put themselves in that better position um, if they're going to make those moves, especially the ones that come with a little bit more risk in losing a guy who you do have control of past the end of the season. And trading, like you stated, Sean, these players and keeping that core, and it's a mid-core, it's a very mid-ass core, is half measures. It's old school. It's back to 2016, getting these veterans in the team while trying to get these young players up to speed either you go all out and add this year or you sell off to trade only tim anderson lucas Lito, and lance lynn to me seems just half-assing it it's just trading them to get something for them instead of we're gonna trade them so we can be better and winning the al central is not the goal it shouldn't be the goal at all and so you trading these players means nothing to me you either do it or you don't. And you're not trying to beat the Guardians. You're not trying to beat the Twins or the damn Tigers or the Royals. You're trying to beat the Yankees, the Astros, the teams at the top of the AL. The AL. And so that's the, the mindset that has to go into it. Not like, oh, we just trade these people and we could still compete in this garbage-ass division. What does that get you? Well, a quick-ass exit out of the first round? Let me be more clear then. I'm saying do it. Like, do Kelly, do Graveman, do Lance Lynn, do Giolito, do TA, do and that. put those real no, names in there too. No, no, Herb, because the thing is because Luis Roberts like 25. He's younger than me, I think. Like, if the oldest player that you keep is Yohan Moncada, I think that's fair. The only reason you can't get rid of Moncada is because he sucks. Like, I mean, like, that. that is what I'm saying is – re strip the team and you have one guy that is clearly a superstar you don't have to get rid of the superstar because the superstar can still help you beat the yankees like i think that 
the vibe between Aloy and Luis Robert, I think they truly have great chemistry. We saw the announcement for the all-star game yesterday uh, in the A's locker room and Aloy's like smiling ear to ear. He's so happy for his best friend. Like I, I like the vibe between those two guys. I think that those two should stay teammates. And I think that again, like if you want to get rid of everybody else, that's fine with me. Like I, if, sure. If you want, that's to a rebuild. Sean, that's a rebuild. That's a full scale rebuild. And then you're playing for the last year of Luis Roberts contract. And that's it. I really don't think it would take that long in the AL central. At least to do what to get to the play, at least to get to they the could playoff. Make, they could win the AL central this year, Sean, they're five and a half games out of first place. I know. That's why I think that they could trade all these guys and still be competitive. Well, what does that like, do you have you? Luis Robert what does Jr. That do that's for anybody. Yes. It hangs a banner up for the white Sox. They said they went to the playoffs three right. out of the last four years. Like, they could say that, but what does that really do for anybody? So, why is Eloy still on his team? I got the chemistry, but he should go too. If we like, don't what trust, do? uh, fine. But if we don't trust player development to trade, you know, Tim Anderson to get a, a bag of balls and three prospects, then why are we trusting them to strip it completely down? Like Luis Robert is something. I know, but the, but listen, like Luis Robert is something for the next four years. You have something for the next four years in Luis Robert Jr. Why would you get rid of him? He Let's is a I center fielder. I'm no, but saying, I'm saying like, like but why I, would you keep is, only him? Exactly. Why would you keep only be- him? Because that's just the angels. That's have- just the angels with Mike Trout that never make the playoffs. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I, I guess. I mean, and and when are they going to fight? I'm fine Johnny. to be that. Join Luis Robert. I'm never. fine to be the, the angels in the AL Central. I, I think the AL's angels in the AL Central with with you know all right pitching. And if you trust Ethan Katz, like you could poss- possibly find all right pitching. I, 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 I don't. I think, think you're that- advocating for two separate things. I think you're. I think what you really want to advocate for is a full-scale rebuild. No, you're done I want with all these players Robert that you Jr. want. But that's one guy. It's a baseball team. You I, need 26 of them. Right. Well, again, <laughs> I, 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 I'm saying, like, Herb saying you either do it or don't do it. I'm saying get rid of all the old guys. Get rid of Lance Lynn. Get rid of Kendall, Kendall Graveman. Get rid of Joe Kelly. Get rid of um, uh, uh, T.A. Uh, Benny signed for a long time. You really can't get rid of him. Moncada's too injured, damaged goods. You can't get rid of him. Grandal's going to be gone after this year. Vaughn, I think you you should keep because he's what under twenty five. Same with him. Burger. Burger's under twenty seven. But why? Why? Like I, I, I and, Vaughn is he's he's a right. diamond dozen first baseman. He doesn't really do. Then why anything. would anyone want him? Ex- why would you try? Why would you trade him? Back to your Tim Anderson argument. Okay. All right. Well, let's let's take a break because now why would anybody want this bad, broken down, air prone shortstop? If you could trade Sale, you can trade Robert. Of course, you could trade Robert. You you would get a, a massive haul for Robert. The the whole thing is then you're just getting Yohan Mankata and, and Michael Kopech. Where's that gotten you? Um, let's just take a break here. Um, let's let you know about Shady Rays. Um, it's a beautiful sunny day. Thank God, stop raining. Um, we needed the rain, but I mean, it, it might. I I feel like a real Chicago in my basement flooded. Oh snap! Right, you know, I, I had to go check it's on not, all the stuff. In is our, it your uh, basement? Storage. Yeah, or is it apartments basement? Apartments, okay. Yeah, so the landlord came over with a sump pump, you know. So no, no, I, I didn't have to worry about my stuff, but that's whatever. good. Uh, now it's all sunny. So take on the sh- uh, sun with gear built to last. Our f- friends at Shade Race have you covered with the warm weather head with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shade Race is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. They have durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. That's not all. Shade Race offers the most insane protection program in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, and told us that they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. You can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. And if you don't love your Shady Rays, you can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season, uh, especially with the Shady Rays in day sale uh, being live right now go to shadyrays.com and get up to 50% off single pairs of sunglasses try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people again for independence day uh, the shady rays independence day sale uh, go to shadyrays.com and get 50% off single pairs of sunglasses um, thank you shady rays for being the best shades out there um, we're not on set right now but foco donated some fantastic bobbleheads to our set uh, to make it very very pretty uh, they gave us a tim anderson one uh, i i think the tim anderson one's great even though i i want him traded uh, and a lovely southpaw one i would never get rid of southpaw um, but thank you foco for the awesome pieces that you donated to our set go show them some love at foco.com f-o-c-o.com or click the link in the description below you can get fitted in the best sports gear around with 
hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. They also will hook you up for baseball season with Aloha shirts, straw hats, polos, bags, everything you need for a game. So check out foco.com or click the link in the description below for all non-presale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. All right. Uh, Let's get into Michael Kopech because I brought him up. Uh, he is hitting the 15-day IL with right shoulder inflammation. We talked about this, and Pedro Grafal said, you know, we're going to move him off of his start on Sunday in Oakland, and we'll see if he'll be able to pitch for us, but it seems like they're just going to avoid that and give him the break for the entire All-Star break. Is this surprising news just with all the talk around Michael Kopech and the, the start being delayed, Vinny? I would say it's surprising just because it's the first we heard of any sort of physical issue. Um, and I mean, obviously, I guess tired is a physical issue and, and maybe that's what it comes down to. But um, it was very much being treated as this like, oh, a strategy for rest, a strategy to get this guy some rest so he's not overworked and overtaxed. And then all of a sudden they just put him on the IL. Why would not you just say, yeah, he's got kind of a nagging shoulder injury. We're going to sit him down until after the All-Star break. Because And then Pedro said, I believe it was yesterday in Oakland that Kopech is not going to be out past the all-star break. He will make one of the first, he will start in one of the first five games after the all-star break. So why not just say this from the start? Because now we've got this kind of thought of, Oh, you know, I, I didn't think that they were going to keep handling him this way after, you know, last year was the break in year. Now this was supposed to be the year that he could go and, and have a, a workload like this. And uh, you know, now there's more talk about resting him and, and all that. Just say his shoulder was bothering him. Boom, done. Uh, that that's that would seem easier to me. Maybe they didn't know. Maybe both things were happening at once. I suppose that's possible. But um, yeah, so, you know. So it, it doesn't sound like it's anything serious. But um, he is on the injured list, and he will not be back until after the All Star break. It doesn't sound like Clevenger is going to pitch during the homestand either. So they'll be down uh, to just three starting pitchers for the final six games here. Yeah, not ideal, especially with uh, what Vinny just brought up with Clevenger not being av available either. So the bullpen will be taxed even more these last six games. Luckily, today is the off day, so they won't have to go to that well too many times. But not an ideal time, and I'm glad that Michael is getting some rest. That's what it maybe seems more than he's actually 100% hurt because uh, Pedro doesn't seem too concerned as he'll be pitching in that first series or the first uh, go-around after the All-Star break. So if it's rest and he can you know, come out of this without any rehab assignments or just hit the ground running, I'm in for it. But it's not the greatest time to, for him to be injured. But, you know, he's not getting injured on purpose. Right, yeah. No, I don't think any of these guys are getting injured on purpose. Uh, that would be a fun, like... Did Joel Zumaya purposely try to injure himself playing Guitar Hero? Um, you know, Sammy Sosa, like uh, all these uh, conspiracy theories, uh, you know, Sammy Sosa Kyle purposely. Farnsworth kicked a fan, like a, <laughs> a box fan, not a person that is happened to be a fan. Oh. <laughs> he didn't Anthony Rendon him. Uh, so, yeah, I, if looking at the White Sox rotation coming up, Tuesday, Giolito versus Bassett. Wednesday, Lynn versus Barrios. Uh, Thursday, Cease versus Kikuchi. Uh, and then it looks like some TBDs against uh, St. Louis and then possibly Giolito. Uh, that's Sunday. Um, if he did pitch Sunday, Giolito, I, I don't think that would be good for him possibly sneaking in on the all-star team, Herb. Um, I know you mentioned that, but if he pitches on Sunday, that probably doesn't seem like a possibility. Uh, but yeah, it looks like two more possible bullpen games, which means Jesse Schultons and Tanner Banks. Uh, would we possibly see a call-up? too I, I mean I, I don't know if if there is anybody in AAA that's threatening or, or could make uh, a sneaky uh, start for them AJ Alexi just got released so I, I, I no I think you're going to see the same thing you saw in Oakland uh, I think you'll see the combination of those three long guys that they have Banks, Schultons and Toussaint you know depending on who can give them uh, the most outs in a go I mean if, if, if Schultons gets a start say and, and goes into the fifth inning then you know nice job you don't need to use another one of those long guys necessarily and you can put the other two uh in the other day but yeah it, it really seems like that's the way that, that pedro is going to go here to wrap it up within the hope that um the rotation and the ex expectation i guess at this point that the rotation is is back to a full five five guys after the all-star break i forgot that uh tuki Toussaint was in there too so uh, shout out to tuki as well um and speaking of call-ups maybe it's not a uh 
uh, pitcher that gets the call up uh, if they have Tukey and uh, Jesse Schultons and uh, Tanner Banks, but it might be a uh, pitcher. Uh, Francis Romero of MLB.com is reporting that Oscar Colas will be recalled from AAA Charlotte prior to the White Sox game Tuesday versus the Blue Jays. Um, he was sent down after his first 25 games, but he's got a 120, uh, a 12.53 OPS. Uh, and seven home runs in this last contest uh, down in Charlotte. So what have we made of the hot streak from Oscar Colas uh, of late? And do we actually expect this uh, report to be true? I mean, I don't know why it wouldn't be. And then because he's hitting the ball off the cover and no one in right field is really impressing to a point where it's like, oh, stay down there. This is what I wanted at the beginning of the year where Oscar Colas just stays in AAA and makes his way and demands to be led up to the major leagues because he's hitting so well down there in AAA. We can see that he's that guy. Now, when he does come up, the one thing that I would love for him to be is to play all the games for the majority of them. I know Gavin's going to get some at-bats, and I don't know how they're going to shake out the roster if it's Frazier's going to be on this team or Adam Hazley, but this, if you're bringing this rookie up, play him. Play him at right field because I think that he's your best option. And for a team that has a dearth of power from the left-handed side in overall, he can be a guy that can uh, actually bring some power to you because down there in AAA, he is just massacring the ball. And I know it's not one-to-one transfer when you come from AAA to the major leagues, especially with the White Sox. They massacre balls down in AAA. When they come up here, sometimes they don't do as well. So I would want him – Either if he, even if he has the same struggles he had earlier in the year, just play him because what are you going to get from him if by sitting on the bench for Gavin Sheets or Adam Hazley? Yeah, I mean, he obviously looked not very good at all uh, during April. Not many White Sox players did look good during April, but uh, he looked like he was totally lost seeing Major League pitching for the first time. Um, they wanted him to go down and work on some stuff. And if over the course of the last two months, they have seen the improvements that they wanted to see. Remember, it's not always what we can see on a stat line or the box score. They're looking for, uh, you know, a lot different stuff. But if they have seen those improvements, then you could very well see Oscar Colas here. And, and I would assume it would be in the job that he won in spring training, right? As the everyday right fielder. So um, the, the problem with that now, uh, I guess, is, Whenever Yoan Moncada comes back, is there going to be some sort of squeeze with Jake Berger and Aloy Jimenez? But they don't really have to worry about that in the immediate future, it looks like, as we have not gotten any sort of timeline on when Moncada might be returning. So um, it, it it would make sense, given, given that the success that he's had down there from a production standpoint, if they've seen the things that they've wanted to see that, that go along with that, then, yeah, give him another go. Because remember, this is the guy that they handed the job to coming out of spring training, they obviously have faith in him. Um, and Herb, I would expect that they would want to play him on a very regular basis. Um, the roster stuff to me, I mean, it doesn't really matter if you lose Clint Frazier, no offense to the guy who's, who's had some moments, but you know, he, he's not, he was not part of this long plan, you know, at the start, Oscar Colas was, he's the guy that you would want to give that time to. Not to be offensive, but what moments have, I don't. I'm, I've missed the Clint Frazier moments. Please, uh, I, I would like to see the highlights of Clint Frazier. I don't know. Didn't didn't he walk, he walk a few times? Walked a ton. He threw <laughs> some he guy make out from right baseball? field. He yeah, he did throw a guy out. Oh, he, he did, did throw a guy out yeah. in L.A. That was sick. And then he uh, almost blew the game yesterday. Uh, <laughs> the last two, the last two uh, balls in play were a little tricky in Oakland for uh, Clint Frazier. Uh, I, I saw someone mention, uh, and I didn't. I, I'm not trying to drag him. Uh, someone mentioned uh, Ben Intendi uh, being bad in the outfield. Uh, uh, I, that that was crazy too yesterday in left field. Uh, it seemed like White Sox outfielders were just having trouble uh, with fielding that ball in Oakland. Uh, there was that ball that Tony Kemp hit down the left field line and it started tailing. And I think Benny thought it was going into the stands, but then it ended up dropping right in front of him uh, in the bullpens that are still in play. <laughs> yeah, I, that's the only play I can think of, right? And obviously, yeah. the the the, uh, the dimensions at that ballpark—that is a long run. Now mm-hmm. it didn't look like he was necessarily, you know, busting ass over there, but at the same time, that is a really long run to make for any anybody that's playing a, a corner position, infield or outfield. So you could uh, you can blame the Coliseum a little bit for that, I suppose. But yeah, it, well, yeah, I was more uh, not trying to bust toss Clint Frazier there. Just saying, even professionals have trouble with the Coliseum. Um, but yeah, let's. Uh, Talk a little bit about the uh, uh, Colossus, uh, what he's done in, against lefties and righties too. Um, 
since going down to Charlotte, uh, he has walked more as well. Uh, 18 walks to 45 strikeouts. It was only five walks to 20 strikeouts uh, when he was with the majors in those 25 games. So they have seen uh, him be a little bit more patient, uh, an on-base percentage near 360 when it was in the majors. It was 265. And then against lefties, uh, we saw this in spring training. He was able to make a ton of contact against lefties. He got a batting average of 308 against lefties, uh, but an OPS of 900. And then against righties, uh, batting 289, on-base percentage of 335, and a slugging percentage of 520, so an OPS of 855. Uh, that's been the big thing, though, against uh, lefties. Seven walks, 10 strikeouts. So he really hasn't been fooled by same-handed pitchers. Um, I, I really didn't think he had any success against lefties or righties in Major League Baseball, but it doesn't seem like the platoon is really scaring him at this point. It really does seem like if it's a lefty, if it's a righty, Oscar Colas is winning that battle in AAA. And I think now it's time that that talent has pushed himself up to the major league roster. And we even see or saw, but you know, on opening day, there were banners of Oscar Colas on 35th and Shields. Like, hey, look at our new right fielder. So, I mean, he was a part of the plan day one. Jake Berger wasn't, but Oscar Colas was. So uh, hopefully Colas can show a little bit more comfortability up in the majors because again, I mean, he was an advanced prospect. This isn't just a guy that, you know, had a one good season and is 20 years old. Like he's 25 and has had some professional experience before. And also for the rest of the players in the minor league system, it's a good reminder to them. Like, yes, you can make the majors and be sent down. Don't take that as a negative and take that as a, Hey, I need to get better. And that's what Oscar Colas did. He got better, and they're rewarding him with a promotion up to the major leagues. So I think it's a good thing that filters all the way down to the lowest guy in the minor league system that, hey, I work hard. I do what I need to do, what they asked me to do. I'm still not you know, persona non grata. I can go up to the major leagues once I work on the things that I need to and show some success. All right, let's take another break here, and then uh, we'll wrap up the show. Uh, we got a ComEd read here, so if you all want to take us into ComEd theater, uh, I would appreciate that. But Oscar Kolash uh, likely will be up with the team on the 4th, so we'll see if he is starting on the 4th against the Blue Jays, and uh, if it is Clint Frazier going down, if it's Hazley going down. Um, we also Hazley went down, I believe, over the weekend when they brought up Carlos Perez. Okay, and then also, I believe if if memory serves, I, yeah. So maybe Perez goes back down, um, and and since they're back home, uh, and not on the West Coast trip, and and Colas gets called up, uh, and also we did see Roman Gonzalez transfer to the sixty day IL too, so that's that also affecting the depth, uh, for the Sox. All right, comment. The Comet Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve, helping manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future, Vinny. You're right. Herb ComEd offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across our beloved territory here in northern Illinois, the land of Lincoln, the prairie state. ComEd also <laughs> offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities like those for HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. Very interesting, Vinny. How does that work? Well, typically a, a state picks a nickname. I'm sure that the state legislature has to go through. Oh, you mean ComEd? Of course. Well, an authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project cost, potential incentives, and simple payback. If you, Herb, or any of our listeners own a business do not wait now here's the call to action the cta the chicago transit authority get started saving money and energy today for energy saving tips lighting incentives or to schedule your free facility assessment go to http colon backslash backslash www.comed.com slash powering biz was that just comed.com slash powering biz vinny you know on, on these newfangled computers herb you don't usually need all those prefixes so yes comed.com slash powering biz will go ahead and get the job done schedule it today if you did will. you did you guys have to actually type in like https like semicolon slash slash like no, when you guys I were remember, when computers were first made i remember being taught that you had to do www yes. and finding out at some point that you didn't was like oh okay well that's same time saving but i don't know if it ever was actually necessary or not 
Good to know. Thank you for the, the internet <laughs> history lesson, guys. Um, do you guys miss floppy disks? Okay. All right. We don't have to go down that road. They're great. Um, <laughs> uh, final ad we got to let you know about is beer, 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 beer. Uh, CHGO is supported by Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer since 1988. And their beer roster includes the Goose Island IPA, the Tropical Beer Hug, and the Beer Hug IPA series. You can go pick up a sampler over at your liquor store or your, your grocery store. They also have the sampler of the Shandies, so it's a good way to celebrate the holiday. They also have the classic 312 Wheat Ale and what their brewers are drinking uh, over on Clybourne Avenue and on Fulton Street. It's the full pocket pills. So go grab an ultra fresh brewery exclusive beer at Goose Island's original brew house on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park or from their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer. Make sure you j- join us on July 26th for our crosstown event, our first town, our first crosstown event of the uh, season. We're going to be doing two of them uh, one on the South Side, one on the Cubs game. Uh, you can come meet us at 5 30 uh, over at gaelic park uh and then you get a ticket as well come sit with us in section 529 for a Cubs Sox game uh it's going to be a good fun time so head over to allchgo.com and diehards get 20 percent off of their tickets so make sure you come join us in goose island for our crosstown series events uh and apparently it's uh, fred saying it's forward slash not backslash so thank you thank you fred uh i will make sure that i'm typing that in every time i go to any url ever um any domain uh, especially allchgo.com Let's go into, I don't know. That it? You're out of stuff? I think so. I feel like I had one more thing. Herb, Herb's trying to slander me on the internet, so I guess I'm kind of mad, actually. <laughs> I'm not trying to sell him for pennies on the dollar. The White Sox should should get rid of him. You guys could go listen to the first segment for all of your uh, catch-up needs if you don't know what Sean's talking about. Who were your Sox guys on uh, Immaculate Grid today? Oh, I didn't do it. So there's a whole socks column, three guys. I got, oh, uh, let's see. I got two really good ones. My socks, a hold on. I've got it here. Tony, the my socks, my socks, a was 0.4% Gio Gonzalez. Nice. And my socks red 0.1% D'Angelo Jimenez. Ooh, I like that one. I got, um, socks red was Nick Massett. Ooh, that's my Sox wow. Oriole. I forgot who I put down. I went with a... James McCann, and it was surprisingly high. It was like ten percent, so I wasn't mm. going to brag about that. Too too recent. Yeah. And I forgot my Sox A's one, but all of them were pretty good. But I messed up because, again, Vinny, like you said, the fact that they have a team and then they ask a question: two hundred hits for a season for the A's. I know he didn't do it with the A's, but Ty Cobb has had two hundred hits in a season. So was Ricky Henderson, I believe, but apparently didn't do it for the A's. So I was out. Yeah, I've been getting crushed by that. Also, just who would have guessed that neither Ricky Henderson nor Barry Larkin had a 200 hit season? That was surprising to me. And who's the Baltimore Oriole person? I put Eddie Murray. Oh, Ripken. Okay. Is there only one? I don't know because it didn't work out for me. Brian Roberts probably had a 200 hit season. Yeah, Ripken was like 91%. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, when you think of the Orioles, you think of Cal Ripken. There you go. It was right. Yeah. I, did, I saw, I did see one thing too. Uh, uh, there was an authentic Earl Weaver jersey uh, for sale, and he had a, a pocket in, sewed into the O for cigarettes, <laughs> which I thought funny. was just amazing. So that's why managers wear uniforms is to, to smoke cigs. Um, anyways, uh, that's going to do it for And the reason why Ricky Henderson never got 200 hits was because he walked so damn much. Um, he was so damn short, they couldn't throw him a strike. Uh, my uh, White Sox aura was uh, Chris Singleton, and my White Sox A ooh. was tra- Chad Bradford. Nice. Wow. Very good. Those all had to be under 1%. Uh, 0.3 for Singleton, 0.4 for Chad Bradford, <laughs> 0.1 <laughs> for done. Nick Massett. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then uh, Soxtimus is saying uh, Ryan Sweeney for Sox and A's. So, uh, 0.01. Nicely done. Way, way to go, <laughs> you, you sickos. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for watching. Uh, we will be joining you on Wednesday for Sox and Blue Jays. We got KPW joining us on the pregame and then on the postgame. Uh, we'll be chatting with Vinny and likely talking about what Rickon had to say about his ball club and if you should expect them to be buyers or sellers come the MLB trade deadline. Maybe we won't even get an answer. Maybe it'll just be, uh, we'll, we're waiting and seeing, because that could possibly be the answer. Uh, this there's could all be for not folks. There's still only five and a half games out of first place. Oh my God. I, I, we're talking to Cody today and Cody's like all down in the dumps. And I was like, man, it, it, weren't you guys just like 
seven and one. And then I checked and they're six games back. And I was like, oh, I get it. They're worse than the White Sox. Uh, so I get why Cody's With in the actual dumps. good teams in that division. I'll put right. in quotes, good teams. Yeah. I mean, Julio Tehran is, is lighting it up for the Brewers. So that's why I'm just saying you never know, folks. I, I think I think there's a lot of options that the White Sox could pick through. Uh, anyways, that's going to do it for bring Chris Archer back. That's going to do it for the CHGO White Sox podcast. Uh, follow Herb Lawrence and him slandering me on the internet at Ecknerwall23. Uh, he's our CHGO White Sox community leader. Follow Vinny Duber on Twitter uh, at Vinny Duber. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. And I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Uh, make sure you follow Vinny too, uh, just in case there is any White Sox news. He is our guy. He's always uh, around his phone. Uh, so he'll keep you up to date because uh, he's the best in the biz. But uh, that's going to do it for the CHGO White Sox podcast. Greg Braggs didn't fail. Great job, Greg. Uh, we'll talk to everybody on Wednesday. See you then.